There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Dick Toledo here, and I want to say thanks for downloading, streaming, and sharing everything from our Morning Sickness podcasting page. Today's podcasting content is being brought to you by Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Visit them in Scottsdale off the 101 in Indian School or online at ChapmanDodge.com. 2020 is coming to an end, and we are not mad about it. In fact, at Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we're celebrating with huge savings. You pay what we pay with employee pricing plus at the Big Finish Sales Event, happening now. So this holiday season, wrap up 2020 with a win and get big savings on every new Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. Visit us at the Scottsdale Auto Show off the 101 and Indian School Road or just do it all online at ChapmanDodge.com. Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get more. We cruise through. This uh, glorious, it's warm, kind of weird warm. Kind of nice. It feels good. I like it. Messes with you. Sinuses. Going to get rain. rain. I know I keep talking about rain. We talked yesterday a little bit uh, off there about like, has it rained this year? Do you remember a day of rain? One day I remember. It did 109 days ago. <laughs> it seems like a while ago. It did rain not too long ago. A little sprinkle. I got some, but it wasn't, it wasn't especially great. I'm talking about rain, which means it's going to be snow. Which means you got to get your stuff from Action Ride Shop to get up there for snow uh, and skiing and all that. I mean, at the very least, if it rains here, that means it's snowing up north and you can go play in it. Which is never bad. That's the best thing about living here. You're an hour and a half away from the garbage. Again, it's the riffraff of weather. You can visit the riffraff, have a laugh, and then leave the riffraff. My buddy texts me, uh, Mike Rimbrax! And he... uh, he hangs around. There's sections of this place called Casey Jones, and I'll meet Mike there for a beverage every once in a while just to, you know, so his friends know he means, you know, it's not making up stories. Seriously, I know this guy. <laughs> it's funny because, like, those guys are like, you're that guy on the radio. Mike's like, yeah, I've been friends. I'm like, settle down, Mike. It's not that big a thing. Maybe to the riffraff. <laughs> so I play it up. But he texts me. He goes, they have off-track betting. And I'm like, I didn't even know that. And he goes, yeah, they hide him over in a corner. And I'm like, that's how you handle the OTB riffraff. Clearly, where Mike sits is the gay section. Then the rest of the place is normal. Then the OTB riffraff on the other end. Hi, Mike. Hi, Mike. You look clean today, Michael. Hi. So, yeah, you got that going on. Going to wander over to the adult bookstore. <laughs> Which is, the, uh... It's just still in Casey Jones. It's a good, it's a great big bar. I mean, on Sundays, it turns into like, it's like this weird village people, super gay costumes, incredible homosexual activity and it's great they're like so open about it and they're like crazy like sundays occasionally on mondays and thursdays it goes nuts because it's a packer bar so it gets real real super gotcha. gay on the, on the gotcha. sunday stuff like i mean it is <laughs> flamboyancy on display it's thursday the, night once I, in a while I, I, richard <laughs> yeah i wandered in during a preseason uh game and i was like wow when did this turn into Gay Pride Month here at the Nongo. Oh, we do it every Sunday. I'm like, oh, okay, just on Packer Days. Like, yeah, it's just 
the costumes, the elaborate costumes, the incredible amount of fat guys making out. It is the gayest gay bar. Go, Aaron! Unbelievable. Aaron's beard's hot. And then, uh, then this weird Velcro peeling sound <laughs> keeps happening. <laughs> over and over. <laughs> I can't get over. I'm like, what is that? And you look around and you see all the guys kissing. Like all their, their, <laughs> their, their gross They're Midwestern up. beards are locking up. <laughs> and they have to be torn apart like old wallets. All their Aaron Rodgers beards stuck together. Yeah. best. They got good chicken wings. Where so is I'll that place? That. Uh, 30 second and bell. bell. Oh, okay. Yeah, their their uh, chicken wings are great. Really? Yeah. But then you walk up, you know, the inside of it is what it is. It's kind is that of a, a train? Yeah, they got a train up top there. Like, I don't know if they're going to make believe land or whatever. Sweet. Does it drop the wings? Well, to that's you from to the announce train? it's time to run the train, and then they do it on Sundays when the Packers are playing. It looks like a Duluth <laughs> commercial with guys making out. It is. The place is a Duluth <laughs> trading company commercial of gay on on Packer Sunday. Otherwise, it's fantastic. <laughs> but you pull up and you'll see, you know, some of the riffraff OTBers outside smoking. They just lost another $400 on Spectacular Joe. It's good. Their wings are great, though. Well, there's more than that. That's a, that's a terrible photo of that's, their wings. That's just four of them. And also, oh, here's the thing. That, they don't here, last long. Here's the thing that I do know about uh, Casey Jones. It's a Casey Jones, right? Yeah. He's uh, the engineer. Their cook cannot count. At all, and it's almost always in your favor. So when they say, do you want the six wings, just say, you know what, I'll have 12. You'll get 50. <laughs> Every time. Like, the guy sitting next to me, I got wings last time. The guy sitting next to me, he goes, is that a dozen? And I'm like, to somebody. And he goes, there's a lot of them there. And I'm like, so I start counting. I'm like, I got six. I count the 16. dozen. I'm going to eat these. I got 16 here. And then I counted the bones. I had 17 wings. And a dozen. The guy back there has never told his Dirty manager, dozen. I can only count to nine. <laughs> and he yeah. just throws in, it's these 12. Yeah, close enough. Get it in the window. But I, I, was, I, I feasted on a dozen and a half for my dozen. It was great. But yeah, they keep the riffraff in the corner. They keep Rimbrex over there with the other gays. And then on Sundays, <laughs> it turns into Packer crazy gays. Hey, meatloaf. Uh, they got, it's, the food's good. Huh. The place is pretty good. You know, as far as just like, you know, neighborhood bar. Not trying to be anything special. Getting her done. Sports bar. A lot of TVs. That's by Kevin's old place then, right? Man, you know, oh, no, that was on Cactus. That was on Cactus. Cactus. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That place was... Uh, I just smelled like sewer water. My boy Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of it... Like I remember uh, we all got food poisoning from my friend Kevin's bar when it was the Celtic Curtain because Kevin didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> he was just... Gross the whole way through, and Kevin. Is that a new mission? I don't think I've ever heard oh, you say you got poisoning there. Oh, the food poison! I, I was shooting you. <laughs> three of us. We got we got real. It was a Browns and Steelers game. We went to his place, and my and friend, just the Browns afterwards. My friend Kevin. <laughs> oh, it was a lot of the, the Browns, Browns won that game. Day. <laughs> my friend John Chambers, my buddy Kevin, who owned the bar, and me were in a who can break each other's ribs contest at halftime. Because we thought it would be great to swing for the fences into each other's ribs to see if anybody could do it. <laughs> so we would put our hands over our heads. Oh, we bombed. And I am unloading on John Chambers. And just, I mean, just, oh, I'm like, I got him. I, I broke three right there. There's no doubt. And then they'd hit me, and I was doing all right because these guys were hitting like pansies. I unload into Kevin. Megan takes a sip of this water. You guys are idiots. Takes a sip of the water and then turns to me and goes, I can't drink this water anymore. Like, why? It tastes like. And, and, and that wasn't. <laughs> what she was saying was man seed. Oh, man. <laughs> now, I wouldn't recognize that taste other than by accident. 
<laughs> and only once. From what I've heard. No, well, it was my own brew, but it would go, ah, it got all the way up here. How'd that happen? Bullseye, right in the clown's mouth. We've all had to dodge that shot. Pop the balloon above your head? <laughs> oh, yeah. Psh, psh, please return your ball to the attendant. <laughs> so, you know, eh, I get a gauge on what it's like, but I would have never taken a sip when she said that. And I'm like, oh, what? And she goes, I can't drink the water. It tastes like man stuff. Oh, God. So next thing you know, I'm pooping at home. And it's pure yoo-hoo. She's in a bathroom in the other end of the house. Pure yoo-hoo. I look out the window as I'm walking back. Uh, John Chambers is on my hammock in the backyard. I don't even know how he got back there. He's got yoo-hoo in his drawers. And my dogs are just licking his face like he can't wake up. He texts me the next morning. He goes, I don't know what happened. Sends me a picture. His entire rib cage is black. What were we doing? And I'm like, I win. Steel curtain. Just busted his ribs all up. Kevin texts me a picture later. What were we doing? Were we punching each other? I vaguely remember punching each other. Oh, yeah. Ribs are all black. That was all right. Unscathed. I Megan. Picked, I picked a good fight. Yeah, Megan, nothing. Zero. <laughs> she was probably the one doing it. But, yeah, but she was a disaster for a couple of days. Oh, yeah, Mannion's bar was brutal. That should have been shut down by the health department before it even started. <laughs> the baseline killer did less damage. In that place, <laughs> it was brutal, but yeah. So, and he didn't. He had some riffraff, but we were kind of the riffraff there. But yeah, that was not near his place. Casey Jones, much more respectable than that. It was Roadhouse with less tough people. <laughs> a lot of fighting for no the reason. Double deuce. It was the double deuce with laughs and punches. <laughs> it was funny. Poor Kevin. Uh, that's you know what you're gonna do. But you just you know uh, riffraff. I think riffraff uh, rescue is a thing. It's just going about it. You need some tough guys. Bouncers. Life bouncers, actually. Where you going and go, you kind of give them a, a makeover. <gasps> riffraff makeover. It's, That's a great idea. Taffer goes is. in, he points at the riffraff, and he goes, these are your, these are your problem. we're going to paint the inside, and we're going to give those guys a makeover. And then riffraff makeover happens, and the OTB guys are all gussied up like the Monopoly man at the end of the bar. They're still de- definitely mentally riffraff, but they look the part, and everybody's wandering around. They have no idea. And just like uh, the bar rescue, they'll go for at least four weeks sure. until they go back. Before to they start room. wearing those yeah. cholo clothes again. <laughs> that dude looked just like the, the little drawing. I loved him. I wanted to become his best friend, but I'm like, you're, just, you're, keeping, the, you're keeping the people away. Somebody sent us a uh, Steeler fan. Was he losing his mind? Yeah. Yeah. It's, is he cussing like crazy? No, it's You're going to find me dead! I'm going to kill myself! <laughs> wow. I'm going to be hanging from the bathroom! <laughs> Don't ask me to do nothing! This is nothing! It's water. <laughs> He's I'm going to kill myself! <laughs> Jersey. Is that you yelling at Megan last night? Or? <laughs> oh, that's great. It is crazy how off the rails my friends went yesterday. Yeah. Not all of them. The, the normal ones were like, it's actually kind of a relief to get that zero off the board. Uh, but some of them are leaping off the cliff. I'm like, guys, 11. If I'd have told you 12 weeks ago, hey, going to go through quite a stretch, play three games in 12 days, have six guys injured, we'll be 11-1. and one. Will you take it? They'd be like, are you kidding? 11-1? and one? They lose one game. They're off the Cliff, it's over. The whole thing's over. It's hilarious. And then if they beat the Bills this week, oh, it's Super Bowl caliber. 
They're, they're just they're, it's the most bipolar fandom you could ever imagine. Success breeds the baby. Was this the guy? There's the guy. That's the dude. <laughs> yeah. He looked like that dude that used to. This is a weird reference, but at Dodger games, he used to stand behind home plate and uh, he'd gun the pitches. Do you remember him? There was a famous dude at Dodger Stadium for years had a uh, uh, the jugs gun and he would gun the pitchers and chart the uh, miles per hour for the pitchers. Years he stood behind Dodger Stadium's home plate. Years. Found out it wasn't a jugs gun. <laughs> he's, just, he's just aiming at the, I'm going to kill you every game. Contract work. He slowed down just a little bit. But I don't know if he was Italian. He just looked like he flew in from Panama, did some jugs gun work. Mike Brito is That's the guy. his name. And the, that dude stood behind home plate at Dodger <laughs> oh, Stadium for uh, 40 years. It hasn't been that long since Brito hasn't been there. Is he uh, Socrates Brito's dad? Yes, that's him. <laughs> well, that's not him at all. That's Did he retire with Vin or what? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he was gone with Vin or not. That's probably about the same time. And we left Dodger Stadium together hand in hand. In a 64 Impala. And <laughs> my 64 Impala <laughs> took me and Mike Brito long <laughs> away from Chavez Ravine and the miserable racism that built it. At an average speed, and Mike can confirm this with his jugs gun, of 74 miles an hour. Oh, yeah, that's a direct feed to the... There it is. Every game. You go back and watch old Dodger baseball. Every game. Panama Jack standing behind home plate shooting the jugs gun. <laughs> He's actually throwing the real signals out. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Lolly Astros yeah. first. Yeah. 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 Cover, yeah they, cover the spread. They had the technology first, but it was only there. Like, he didn't take... He didn't follow the... T- I don't know what his necessity was to be... Home game miles per hour guy. I don't think they ever put it up on the big screen or anything. He just he was just there, best seat in the house for forty years at Dodger baseball. And there he is, Mike Brito, standing behind home plate. If you cross Mike and ask him why he's here, he'll kill you. Two and one to Jaeger. Apparently, he's the scout that discovered Fernando. Oh, is he? No. Well. He didn't discover anybody after that because he just sat there at the, he all the players that he was looking at were already discovered. They were they were in the bigs. Who'd you, you look for? Mike, you got what do you got? An intergalactic league you're playing in? What, what are you scouting for in the pros? I'm a scout. They're pros now. You're done here. I'm scouting to make them better players for our international intergalactic league. Yeah, Burrito was great, but that's what that dude looked like. Kind of a dirty Born Mike Born in Brito. Cuba and the primary scout for the Mexican League. Yeah. He was not a scout. He was at Dodger Stadium every day. <laughs> if was, you're a scout. He's the middleman. No, you go down to Hermosillo and, and Chalupa or whatever they call it. You go down and watch baseball down there and get those, those fields with train tracks on them. And you try to find that kid with a, he's, you know, using a milk jug as a glove. And you bring him up when he's 12. That's what a scout does. He's like, I already did that once. I got yeah. Fernando. Yep. My bills are paid. What do you guys need me to do? <laughs> I don't know. I guess you could stand around and do miles per hour for no reason. Done. <laughs> and he was hired that day. Otherwise, he would have tried to kill Tommy Lasorda for sending him back to Chalupa, Mexico, to find another poor cartel child with a milk carton for a glove. His list of uh, discovered players, Ishmael Valdez, Kareem Garcia, Antonio Osuna, Juan Castro, and Dennis Reyes, among Love others. Mexico. Oh, yeah, that was his He's beat. Down there in Mexico. <laughs> I think Castro's about the only one I can recognize out of that. Ishmael, uh, was it? Uh, Garcia. Ishmael Valdez. Uh, Kareem Garcia. Yeah, Kareem Garcia was him. the one that the Diamondbacks traded Osuna for Luis Gonzalez. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Garcia and Travis Lee were the <clears throat> linchpins of the Diamondbacks' first year. They're like, these are the guys that are going to take us to the next level. Oh, okay. They traded Kareem for Travis Lee, Washington State. Probably. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Well, go back to Seattle area. He'll tell you he was great. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I had a producer of the morning show that I was on ask him for an, two people in in our lives: Tim Couch, Travis Lee. That I had my uh, producer Kevin go up and say, "Hey, uh, go ask that dude uh, to do you know a little liner for us or something. Just drop, just have uh, record like, hey, it's Travis Lee from the Dimebacks listening to Steph and John on the zone." And I walked up and Travis Lee looked at him. He goes, "Are you kidding me?" And he's doing press stuff. And he's like, are you kidding me? And he goes, would you? And he goes, I get paid for that. I'm like, you do? You haven't played a, an, an inning of Major League Baseball. It's spring training. You're just, yeah, uh, no, I get paid for that. Starts popping the ball to some other guy. So Kevin walks away. He's like, geez, what a dick. So we tell the story on the air. Diamondbacks sent a little letter saying, oh, good, bad, or otherwise, you're still talking about Diamondbacks baseball. And that's all we appreciate in our inaugural season. So Tim Couch gets drafted later that year. And he's in town for some reason. Did they over- play? Uh, maybe he hadn't been drafted yet, but he was in here for something. And uh, and uh, Kevin goes up to him and says, uh, hey, I'd love to get a – you're listening to Steph and John in the morning at the zone. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? I'm like, same exact thing. <laughs> He's got the same agent. Both of them flameouts. That must be the only thing because Travis usually wasn't that sharp, wouldn't know. Yeah, he was kind of dopey. Yeah. Yeah. He had a couple of dumb moments. Just... I don't remember exactly what they were, but they weren't very bright. But, he, yeah, he wanted money for that to just say – Hi, I'm Travis Lee. I'm in a new city and I'm trying to be the face of a franchise, but you got to pay me to do it, even though I'm getting paid already. I'm like, I get it. I respect it. I'm going to flame it. I'm going to go in the air and call you names, but I respect it. You don't get paid. You don't play. Okay. I'm going to tell everybody about that immediately. Emmett Smith? I asked uh, Uh, on the other side of it, I asked him to, uh, if he would come to a Young Life meeting, you know, the high school kids, and he's like, okay. Yeah, but you he were in the trust no, tree. You were you were part of the organization. Probably. Yeah, Maybe a little bit. Did he show up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. did he uh, sign any autographs? Did they charge those young life kids some money? <laughs> <laughs> Emmett Smith. People uh, don't know that this is a thing, but like oh. somebody asked me the other day, "Do you have a relationship with a football player?" I'm like, "Nope." I'm like, "Why?" I'm like, "Well, when Emmett Smith played for the Cardinals, they were looking for a place to put him to do Tuesday mornings, Tuesdays with Emmett, right? So we would come on this the show." And talk about the Sunday game, and it was his day off and everything else. And we're like, that sounds great. We'd love to have Emmett Smith on. All right, 25000 Like, 25000 what? Dollars? American money? What are you talking about? A week? Now, and see, now that came from, I mean, the Cardinals were like, hey, maybe Emmett will do it here. It was his agent. They knew. Emmett was, the Cardinals weren't offering it. Emmett was. Because they, like, they always wanted a, a player to come in. Craig Amazine was the guy in charge yeah. of the whole broadcast thing. He's like, Emmett would love to do this. Then he was gone. And then some other guy named Tom was in there, and he's like, Emmett will do it. So basically the agent said to the Cardinals, he gets his weekly radio thing. Yeah. That's happening. Mm-hmm. You guys find it. So they come to us and start telling us, you guys are going to love it. We choose you because, you know, we're doing well. He's like, we'll put Emmett on. You guys are fun. You've been great with this. You've been great with that. At twenty-five grand. I'm like, I'm not, we do a show without Emmett Smith every day. We don't need to pay him. More than Burt makes for overnights. <laughs> and what about – and then um, it was either so much – guaranteed in merch but he was oh, at the yeah. time had his jerseys all of them were chipped yeah authentic jersey says if you want because with oh would we give away some merchandise right. or something like that to buy them the jerseys were like a thousand yeah, bucks a throw to buy them to give them away and we're like forget it you're gonna you're emmett smith the cardinal nobody cares 
He's super and he nice. didn't care. I mean, he's he like, these know. guys are asking the money. He okay. didn't even know. I think Emmett showed up and checks just rolled yep. in. I don't think Emmett had anything to do with it. But twenty five grand to have Emmett Smith come in for 20 minutes on a Tuesday and not really be that exciting. Right. I've gotten two occasions to sit with Emmett Smith. Both times I think he said two words. We talked well, to his wife. Well, it's because Michael Irvin was there. To his oh, wife his wife's but Michael Irvin was there the whole time, so I don't think you get too many yeah, words. Yeah, you're not going to get <laughs> Brady and I were at a macaroni grill <laughs> with Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin, and Emmett Smith at weirdest, the same table as us. And Frank and Dale. And Frank and Dale Hellestray was there, who texted me yesterday, by the way. One time when coming over to watch your team lose. And I'm like, I don't know. Why don't you tell your boy Daryl Johnson to uh, stop? Uh, or I said, send, send me a picture of every savage he takes in his hands tonight because this guy loves him some Washington R words. Whoa, jeez, Johnny. I'm like, he's favoring. This. It's ridiculous how he's talking about this team. He's on their beat. Yeah, I guess so. So Dale starts about it. It was him and Irvin, Aikman, and Emmett, and their wives or whoever. And uh, they're all sitting at the table. And Irvin didn't shut up for 48 minutes. Loved every second of it. And then Michael at the table, because it was a macaroni grill, if you remember. And now I'm on the color on the table. And he would take the crayons out and draw us pictures. <laughs> They give you free crayons. Beast mode with crayons. I'm 40 years old. Crown on a table. It was pretty great. But Emmett didn't say a word. But he was nice. I mean, he'd whisper something to you. Like, I can't hear you, Emmett. I don't know what you're saying. He, uh, he just loved the story of, the, of Dale's buddy, who's his uh, lawyer buddy. Yeah, he was there, who too. tried to shower up afterwards and walked into the shower, and Emmett and Michael were in there and turned right around. Yeah. He left before he showered because Michael Irvin's dong was bigger than this little Jewish lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> he came out of there. You think Michael's surprised by that? Michael I mean, wasn't. We talked to Michael loved, about it. I know. He, he laughed. You that? asked him about it? Yeah. Oh, he said, oh, our, little, our little Jewish lawyer went in there. And you turned around, and your dick is bigger than he is as a human. <laughs> oh, deep, well, my dick is totally beast mode. <laughs> I was in beast. You should see it at work. <laughs> I don't want to see it at work. Well, no. You should, I had three people lather it up. Oh, God. I carry a weapon. Yep, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go in for a shower? Yeah. Not tonight. Yeah. Rory Faye, I smell like sweat. I'm convincing <laughs> everywhere. Oh, my God. Look at the schwanz. <laughs> yeah, he was it, it, too big to shower next to. That's a weapon. Never will that happen to me. I couldn't go in there. Holmberg was showering. Too embarrassing. <laughs> only for Holmberg. I, the only time anybody's walked out of a shower I'm in is they don't want to embarrass me. I can't go in there. That guy's a little peanut. Poor little fella. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get mine out next to him, show him what a real man's like. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah, those those stories about those guys throwing cash and like you pay them to do this and that. It's 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 the underbelly of of uh, sports. And when you know blue collar Joe hears that stuff, they get upset. Like they're making that much money and you still have to yeah. Because you know why? Again, it's back to the theme of the show today. They're cutting out the riffraff. You don't pay. I'm not going to hang out with you. Because then, especially nowadays, I actually understand it now. There's these internet bloggers and influencers and all these people that I've got a show with this and I got if you don't pay me, you're not legitimate. Like you have to have something backing this up. There has to be some sort of gatekeeper from me to you that makes it so I'm not on your stupid, you know, Casa Grand podcast that you try to you know, uh uh-uh. uh. I'm the same way. I'd be I would have a buffer zone between 
whatever fake media is trying to get interviews with me now. Speaking of scouts, you're getting scouted to come out to the west side. Ugh. John, come out to the west side, the purple turtle. Purple t- purple right? turtle. Okay. Man, Lay down. Brady, what kind of advice do you have for him right now? He's going through your strokes. Just relax. Yeah. Think about cool uh, the purple turtle. Purple turtle. Yeah, everybody can see it but you. Try again. Purple turtle. What's wrong? Oh, wow. Damn. Purple turtle. Yeah, okay, a little quicker. Man, purple turtle. <laughs> Doesn't sound right. <laughs> What's going on in there? What happened? What happened? You know what I think? I suggest this. Just, just spin. Just do a spin. Just do it. Yeah, just spin yeah. around. Reset yourself like some sort you of got weird. got change in one pocket. Yeah, some bewitched trick here. Yeah, put your change in your right pocket <laughs> and your left pocket. Now try again. Where am I supposed to go? Purple turtle? <laughs> still not good. Purple again. turtle kills you. Purple turtle. There you go. Knocked one out of the yard. It was the eighth time. What happened? It's you on the west know. side. 51st Avenue. Nah. It, uh, <laughs> no thanks. You lost me at the avenue yeah, party. You lost me at the right side. No, no offense, Purple Turtle, but uh, it looks like uh, uh, your typical else. dive bar. Yeah, it's a good bar. If you want John there, it's twenty five thousand dollars. That's exactly right. Wings are a little wet. His wings look pretty good though. Do they deliver? Well, now to, you uh, got some. There's their regular. Chaz Bono. <laughs> <laughs> that guy will kill me for saying so. You gotta love those high back tuck turtle. and roll. At where? Tuck and roll. Purple turtle. <laughs> Still, that's, that's not right. Why has that one got you? I don't know. What if it was called like Brenda's Infernal? Oh wow! Whoa. Brenda's Whoa. Infernal. <laughs> Myrtle's purple turtle. Myrtle's purple turtle. Now you can do it. <laughs> Myrtle's purple turtle. <laughs> yeah, that, you have to add Myrtle to your problem. Nah. You keep your. You know, the neighborhood bars are supposed to be just for neighborhood folk. And that one looks uh, that one looks like it's uh, just fine where it is. It's doing well without me, right? I don't see riffraff in the photo, which is genius. I understand why bars take pictures. I don't think you're it's looking. Because they took the pictures yeah, out. They, took all, the, they took all the they, they, they digitally <laughs> deleted the riffraff. The purple turtle. Food and cocktails. Yeah, that's a good one. There's a, there's a lot of good little neighborhood bars in this. The, the problem with Phoenix is everything's a strip mall, so it's weird. Yeah. That, like, the bars yeah, don't yeah. stand alone. you got to know it's there. Right. you got to kind of know the area, which is the point of a neighborhood bar. But if you're trying to be upscale neighborhood bar, you got to get rid of that riffraff. It's kind of like the Swizz. It's kind of hidden. Oh, if, if you don't know it's Swiss. there, it's, you know. Is there any place better than the Swizz? <laughs> They've eliminated a lot of riffraff. It's changed. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there when there was riffraff. I only know it as a place riffraff-free. Although, you get some uh, characters in there, which is good for a dive bar. Swizz is my favorite. John, you said you you, uh, took a trip to MMP Guns recently, right? Yesterday. Yeah. Uh, be sure that you're strapped when you go to the Purple Turtle. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody's got, and that's another thing about neighborhood bars. Everybody's always got a, my brother got killed there. Everybody's got a story. Oh, I bought 20 pounds of Coke at that place. It was snowing. It was snowing. <laughs> it was a winter wonderland in August. Everybody's got a story about that. Swizz. I've had plenty of pla- people. That place is an Swizzle F in the hole. Do bring your gun. Really? The Purple Turtle? Apparently. Huh. Whoa, now that is a dive bar. Now I am now I want to see the purple turtle in action. Somebody just wrote, two ghetto, food, cocktails, and meth, all you can eat. <laughs> wow, <laughs> all you can eat. Now I'm interested. <laughs> oh, they cater to the riffraff. That's different. Purple turtle. Purple turtle. Myrtle had a purple turtle. Myrtle's purple turtle. There you go. Yeah, sounds like lunch right. tomorrow. Yeah, well, we'll go to the purple turtle. Uh, we'll take Jeremy's car because we don't care if it gets holes in it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, none of our cars are going out there. Good Lord. I got a new gun to, de- 
to show off. That's right. Brady walked out of uh, MMP Guns with a 12 gauge <laughs> yesterday. I left what? early just so I didn't see that. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. You didn't see that? I, I can't watch Wilford Brimley leave a pawn shop with a gun. <laughs> it just hurts me inside. I don't know why. Yes. And he's walking out going, I got work to do after this. Yes. I got contract <laughs> He's walking work. out with yeah. a 12-gauge over his shoulder. He oh, looked like God. the happiest version of falling down you could ever imagine. <laughs> you missed me! Yeah. He's like, he doesn't seem so upset, but he does have a 12-gauge now. I like that one. Give it. <laughs> and Brett walked up to him and goes, what, what'd you get? This one here. What is it? I don't know, 12 gauge? <laughs> it's a 12 gauge. Yeah, didn't know what kind of gun it was. 12 gauge pump. It's a Ruger, uh, Winchester. Who cares? It's mine now. <laughs> you got the pump action 12 gauge, the home security system. You don't need, you don't need any uh, spray for that thing. Just in your hallway, just the noise got my of it. Pit bull and 12 gauge. Yeah. You throw, the, uh, you throw the sound of a 12 gauge on people. Right there in your home. Oh, yeah. That's Everyone all. Stopped in that's the nobody in a dark house. That's the best security system you could have. You don't even need bullets. I suggest you get them just in case the guy's got something else. But Brady was like a kid in a candy store yeah, yesterday with that. that. He's the skinniest guy in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. But yeah, the uh, that's a great that MMP guns. They're they're no oh, man. They are stocked. Everything stocked up and ready to go. So if you're looking, go. Yeah, good dudes over there too. Uh, no, and you know, riffraff, non-riffraff. I wasn't worried about a thing in that place. That has no. got to be the safest. Oh my god! Place oh yeah, in yeah, Phoenix. yeah. Like just standing there, you're like, I am secure that every guy in this place is going to take care of. Well, me. right when he uh, every worker the, uh, and every uh, everybody that every goes person in. shopping in everybody. There. That is that is the it's a Mexican yeah. standoff with nobody drawn. Yep. It is just everybody knows. No just screwing a wink around and a nod. Don't screw around in It here. was hilarious because right when he pulled out the, the first gun I was looking at, and it was a pump, and so he hits it. And every head in that room was like, Ooh. that's yeah. it. That's yeah, it. Yeah. That's uh, kind of like uh, jerking off a little bit. <laughs> that's what you want. I got to have That's hard. what you want. Keep doing it. <laughs> you just got in there just rolling one up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Daddy got a 12-gauge. Ooh, wants a little bird shot in the face. Brady got bossed like four times too. Yeah, yesterday. people were bossing him. Hard. Oh yeah, that's a place where boss gets. I got a five right. oh, yeah. count by the time I left. <laughs> was a five okay? Yeah. Better it still, I don't know what I was doing. I, you know, I'm there. I was going to get. Some, it may have been on purpose. I was going to get Byron some. Byron may have let the staff know. <laughs> Perhaps I was going to get some ammo. But I look over. I got Brady holding a 12 gauge. Bert's got an AK-47 yep. in his hand. <laughs> I did. He did. And and I'm I like, I gotta get out of here. This is, <laughs> I did the fish. You buy an AK? I, I'm I'm probably yeah. going to buy one very wow. soon. Yeah, this Byron's gonna hook like, me up. Oh, Jesus God! I called Eric. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> They've gone nuts. <laughs> I tolerate your mouth. What did uh, you buy? I was going to get some ammo, but I've got it on order. Oh. So eventually, I, eventually, it's going to show up. Evidently, the website I've chosen for my order. <laughs> the kids haven't finished making it yet. Right? Yeah. The tiny, the tiny little hands over in Korea. Be missing not. a few grains. Evidently, without telling me the website I ordered from, which is very cheap prices, also uh, very uh, deliberate about their deliveries. So I ordered it back in uh, end of October. Probably going to April. Maybe. <laughs> well, it's funny because he sent me over the link, and I'm like, oh, that place. Well, <laughs> good luck with that. Yeah, but but and then yesterday. So you have experience. Oh, oh yeah. So, yeah, so uh, I get my my uh, shotgun shells showed up, like, right away. So I told Bert, meh, three days, I got my shells. All shotguns. And he said, just wait until you get the uh, the other stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. And he goes, maybe April. So yesterday we're talking about this website. Everybody in there is like, oh, that place. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Oh, boss. As I'm standing there, my Amex gets charged by that website. Wow. For the rest of my order. 
And I'm like, look at that. They just fired over. They just and he goes, doesn't mean it's on its way or anything. They'll charge you anytime they want. And I'm like, well, that's not uplifting. I thought for sure I was rubbing <laughs> it in your face a little. But yeah, if you want ammo for God, oh man, MMP is anything. The place to go. Yeah, so wait a minute, John. AK-47, 12 gauge. Brady's in there. They got. You're telling me we're going to have a return of gunplay, Brady, with a shotgun? Oh yeah. Oh, what's yeah. gunplay, Brady? Oh, used to years always, ago. Yeah, used to be a perverted version of Brady that. <laughs> You like that in your mouth? Oh, <laughs> we had a one with Brady do, I think, where somebody yeah. liked using a gun yeah. during... Whoa. Yeah. You like that? You yeah. want that in your mouth? Ooh, that's a big load in the back of your throat. <laughs> Cold I hope you don't steel. have any hope you have any dove living in there, because they're going to be stewing. I said, ooh, yeah. Yeah, Gunplay Brady liked dangerous sex <laughs> with weapons. If it flies, it dies. Every <laughs> once in a while, we'd have a discharge. Oh, it looks like there's an eagle perch in my pants. Better get ready to shoot that. Ooh. <laughs> Let me fire off a couple rounds. Oh! <laughs> Somebody needs a new ceiling. <laughs> oh! Two. Somebody needs to get a new dog. Oh! <laughs> Shots fired, man down. <laughs> yeah, gunplay Brady was a disturbing thing. John, uh, if you go to Myrtle's, uh, Myrtle's forget, Turtle, don't forget to sterilize the stool if you don't want. What is gonorrhea. going on over there? <laughs> gonorrhea lives on the stool. There's no way to promote their. The purple turtle is not gonorrhea filled. It's the people in it. That's different. These are textures, by the way. Yeah, gotta get rid of them. They have experience, rapper. but they yeah. go. Yeah, look, you gotta go if you know. I'm sure I caught a thing or two over there at the Swizz. And don't throw Love toothpicks in the toilets. Because crabs can <laughs> Don't spit your chewing tobacco oh. in the urine. I, I knew that. <laughs> That's his go-to. <laughs> no, they can't. Look how happy Toothpicks in the toilet. You got it, sonny boy. Because uh, you've told you got it a it. thousand you got it. times. Crabs can pole vault. Yeah. Oh, joke shot fired. <laughs> what do you mean you heard that one? Shots on me. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what do you got on the big board of music today, uh, Bert? All right, on the Action Ride Shop big board. Don't forget all your biking and snow gear needs can be had at Action Ride Shop over there in the good Mesa. Way to get it. That's true. That's true. Huge. Uh, well, get ahead of the game. It's Corey Taylor's birthday, so we got a couple on there for that, but uh, yeah. everybody's hitting me up for it's Pantera today. because oh, that's this right. is the this day of the time back. Dime got, yeah. Again, every time this day creeps up, you say it's the day it happened. Yep. My brain replays Ned Foster on KTAR as I got in my car. I'm like, let's see what happened last night. And uh, Ned Foster was the morning newsman on KTAR, and he broke the news that Dimebag Daryl has been shot in Columbus at El Via Rosa. And I'm like, what? And uh, still to this very minute, can't buy that that happened. I wasn't. Yeah. A, I'm not a huge Pantera fan. I like him, but yeah. I'm not like a. Oh, I know Dimebag did this, and he's from Texas, and he, you know, those people that know his parents' yeah. name and all that stuff. But I liked him. That's that. That's one. That's one of the very few Weird. times in my life. Even Cobain's suicide, and I think between Dimebag and maybe Chris Cornell, those are the two that were like, "Whoa, wait a minute, what happened?" Like they floored me. Yeah, because that one I thought would change concerts forever. And Dime, Dime, I met him several times. The nicest several guy, times. and would always Coolest be team. out there with the fans. Yeah. And yeah. you know, yeah, he was great. Because it always took you a second to realize he's there. He's Dime yeah. Daryl, yeah, yeah, the, the yeah. dude from the like that guy is standing next to you drinking beer. Yeah, and I've only been in one situation before he got killed. Where that was a thing where he was there, and I'm like, oh, 
That's him. And then we were at that strip club a few yep. years later, and his brother's Going there. Going away party. Vinny was there. And we're like, uh, is that damage planned? Yeah. At the table night? Are we sitting with them, <laughs> yep. just hanging out? Yep. Like, yep. I ran okay. into him. I ran into him at Skin Cabaret like a month before he got killed. He was in town uh. doing something with Crank Amps and uh, Fate. We it was oh, I was yeah. up there with Fate, yeah. and we were hanging out. And I'm standing there by the bar, and uh, all of a sudden they just kept playing Van Halen over and over yeah. again, over. And all of a sudden Dime comes up to me and goes, "Hey man," I'm like, "What's up?" And he goes, "You like Van Halen?" And I'm like, "Only if it's David Lee Roth, man." Like, That's right. We're doing a shot. So I did a shot of Crown <laughs> with Dime. Nice. And then he's like, the hell with it. I'm buying the whole bar shot. So the manager wow. came out of the back room with an armful of bottles of Crown. Wow. and just put them up there, yeah. and he just bought everybody in the bar. I don't think shots on Dimebag are the, the yeah, way to not, go into this tribute. That, yeah, not a way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it was weird, though. I thought for sure we'd never go to concerts the same way. Yeah. yeah. The dude just wandered up on stage. They kept playing because they're like, the noise was so heavy, it drowned out the shot. That's crazy. I can't imagine being there. I can't imagine any of that. That was horrible. But uh, yeah, this is the, how long is it, 15? Um, 16, 2004. 16 years. Wow. I got a call that morning from Mark Caningues. You okay? I was in Toledo. Really? What do you mean? Am I okay? I hadn't heard the oh, news so yet. Close. He thought, yeah, again, yeah. The, the news from another city, if it's yeah. in your state, they think it's oh, right And I'm state. sorry. And I'm sorry. Did you hear yeah, the shots? Did you hear the shots? Yeah, Ohio. They did it again. Yeah, that was a crazy one, but him him getting shot was just. And still, well, that one like, and the Eagles of Death Metal are both. That's that situations. was terrorism. Oh yeah, that's terrorism. Sure. Terrorism's different because yeah, it was just some it weird. A... This this Dimebag thing. Did we ever find out what the dude's motive was? I don't remember ever reading about why the guy did it. From what I understand, well, he he had mental problems, obviously. Yeah, well, obviously but yeah. they were saying they were saying that he was doing it because there was an article that. Uh, Phil posted, you know, because oh, that's, that's when right. Pantera broke up. Of Phil. Yeah, yeah. and right. you know, somebody needs a somebody needs to kill him or something like that. You know, just yeah, talking smack in the press, right. and this guy just obviously took, he it took it the wrong way. way. Yeah, because that was just super fandom gone, yeah, crazy, like the Mark David Chapman Lennon thing. And yeah, the yeah. and a cop shot that kid right. Yeah, yeah like, with a yeah. shotgun, with a twelve shotgun. gauge right in the yeah. head. Yeah. There you go, Brady. Was it Brady? <laughs> that's my goal. Is that why you got the shotgun? Get rid of some riffraff. <laughs> Yeah, that was that's still to this day. Like the second you say it, I'm like, oh, today's that day. I think I can rerun that feeling in my head while I'm driving. I'm like, whoa, this can't be real. I thought we'd have metal detectors everywhere, spacing. The band would be behind, like the you know bulletproof glass. Yeah, start treating it because it's just too much. Well, when I was at Rammstein, it was right on the heels of that uh, Queens of Death Metal thing. Uh, Queen of Death. I, I tell you, it was. Uh, the Eagles. Or Eagles of Death Metal. What am I saying? Yeah. Eagles of Death Metal. And uh, and when Till came out in that fake uh, suicide vest, yeah, the whole crowd hushed. We hated it. Because then you realize, oh, we're trapped. Anybody could do this. And they blew it up. Ugh, it's just weird. So yeah, I thought for sure concerts would change. They have a little, but not much. Especially small venues. They can't afford no. yeah. metal detectors and all that stuff and security that's going to do its job perfectly. Although I did go see uh, – it was one of one of Phil's uh, side projects. It was either down or it was – I think it was our Super Joint Ritual. I can't. I think it was right. down and they played the Marquee Theater and it was not right after that happened but soon after right. that happened. And security there was like you couldn't even get – you couldn't even get within 100 feet of that backstage area. And you know, normally us over Probably there, they can. you know we can get around, but no, it Not was Phil had it on lockdown. Yeah, they but, do metal uh, detectors at Marquee. Yeah, yeah, they wanted you coming and in a pad yeah. down. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's the best you can do. 
So it's almost all Pantera and one damage plants. All right. Well, you pick one. Uh, I like the Art of Shredding, actually. Done. The Art of Shredding. Let's do that one, yeah. That's great. Yeah, that is crazy. God, it just seems 16 years. It just just blows by. Yeah, it's crazy. And that one, uh, I don't know that that one's ever going to be. Like, those are those one-offs that we all fear will happen over and over. But, again, like the Lennon thing and when these guys get killed, it's just that the lone madman theory. That lunatic that, you know. Well, he killed yeah, dudes was, in the audience, too. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, he just shot. Yeah. He shot at everything. So I, it's uh, that, that crew one. Crew member. Yeah. yeah crew members. Was, and I just remember the video. The band. I mean, there's there, there's no oh, noise. And then, and then there's just a dude playing and then people scrambling. Like, the, the drummer kept going. He couldn't hear anything. Oh, yeah. Only the, the people in that front row. And then um, nobody really knew it wasn't part of something. Like yeah. it's like is this? Ha-? And then it was so real. Ah, and the worst awful. part is his brother watched him. Yeah. His his brother die yeah. on stage. On stage, just having fun. That is the danger of music becoming too. It's such an emotional thing anyway. But like, it becomes that weird kind of like connection that people can't separate the difference between the anger in the Pantera song and the actual. Yeah. moments of like that's what this guy thinks so i believe the same way and if he if he varies from or different you know it's that tribal weirdness of which again comes worship. back to uh you know what we've been saying a lot of times is be careful where you draw the line on you know it's a politics belonging right right and that stuff and yeah. if you do that there's there could be a risk in it. anytime you alienate groups of people with yeah. your you know you're wrong i'm right thing not even like in heavy ways with especially with emotion like hey, you can disagree with somebody that's fine but you start getting real emotional about it, and it just shows that you're not very bright, I think, if you're getting way too emotional about a disagreement or with people you've never met before. That's, you know, something ain't right. Something ain't home up top. But, yeah, God, that's hard to believe 16 years ago. Wasn't there a – was Cliff Burton around the same time? Didn't he – Icy Road in Sweden right around the oh, same no, time? No, that was, was in 86 or yeah, something. No, 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 I'm just saying as far as the oh, time of year. Oh, the, the date? Yeah, he was Yeah, he was way back. But I don't know when he it's, – it's not too far off if I remember. I don't remember. Exactly, but uh, let's look here. Yeah, we've lost a few. September twenty seventh, eighty six. September? Yeah, they were on an icy road. Yeah, well, they That's were way Sweden. up north. That's yeah. true. It's always icy up there. Yeah. yeah, I don't know that I've had like Robin Williams kind of floored me. Phil Hartman almost brought me to my knees because that was I just I loved that guy. So when that news came out, I remember Danny Davis was the guy who broke me that, and he came into the studio and he goes, "Hey." Hartman's wife just shot him dead. I'm like, what? And I don't know why that one got me so much, but it did. And then the the backstory on it as far oh, as Andy horrible. Dick being – Well, know, that's later. We find that out 30 yeah. years, 20 years later, but actually almost 30. Lane Staley kind of screwed me up. I mean, yeah. Kurt Cobain didn't bother me. I mean, I was like, well, it sucked, but I yeah. wasn't – but Lane Staley was like, wow. I almost expected those guys you to did. You yeah. did. Because even – I remember there was a, a Loveline interview with Jerry Cantrell and uh, – I can't remember if, uh, which of the other band members were there. I don't know if it was the drummer or whatever. But anyway, they're they're on there, and uh, they said, when are you guys going to tour again? And uh, Lane Staley laughed. He's like, yeah, right. Whenever we can get Lane to leave his apartment, I, he won't come out. And they said, "Where?" like the last time we were there, he wouldn't even open the door for us. And this was just shortly before right. he died. And evidently, they were trying to go in and see him and stuff, and he just he was locked in there. And I kind of had that – I thought he was – the premature death was coming. Right, but it's one of those things when it actually happens, you're like, whoa. Like, yeah. Oh, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't unexpected, especially with that Seattle sound group. Right. There was a lot of heroin present right, right in front of us. I mean, 
Wyland wasn't part of that, but that that era was yeah. heroin based everything, and those guys were not in good shape. So yeah, that, Cobain didn't surprise me. How he did it did. Right, that one got me, and that was kind of a shocker. But Chester Bennington threw some people for. I mean, in the Chester was a strange one. Yeah, but I think Chris Cornell was the one where I'm like, oh, we we really lost something amazing. You knew he was on a risky path. I didn't know Chris Cornell was on any risky path. That's why I was so shocked. I thought he was. I thought he was one of the dudes that was kind of normal. I thought he was. I thought he had it together. He's dealt with depression his whole life. I didn't know it was that bad. Oh, okay. I I had no idea it was that. I knew he had it. I didn't know he was that messed up. Yeah. Because um, he was, you know, he's almost fifty, or he was, and he's starting to, you know, seem like things were. He's living in France lived with a lady, it, lived and it. Yeah, he'd been through the the worst of it, yeah. And maybe, but yeah, and then Robin Williams got me too. There's a few that have that have hit me over the head. Those stand out, but Dimebag was one of them, and I wasn't even a super fan. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What the hell? 98. I'm not cool with this at all. K-U-P-D. Finally, 2020 is coming to an end, and like you, I'm not even mad about it. In fact, my friends at Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram are celebrating with huge savings. It's Dick Toledo, and with Employee Pricing Plus, you pay what every Chapman employee pays at the Big Finish sales event going on now. So wrap up 2020 with a win this holiday season and enjoy huge savings on every new Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram vehicle. Visit them online at Scottsdale Auto Show off the 101 in Indian School, or simply do it all online at ChapmanDodge.com. Chapman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Get more.